What is going on guys? This has been a long time in the making and thank you very, very much for tuning in. So here we have it, episode one of the Benny Fit Podcast and a name that I've actually had in mind for a while because, well, Ben is me, E because everything I do is online and Fit for hopefully obvious reasons and you know, that, that word benefit just encompasses everything that, that I do as a coach, everything that living a, a healthier lifestyle does for you as a person. You know, it benefits your, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and, and everything else that goes alongside that. So I thought the perfect name for what this is gonna be, and just to give you guys a little bit of an insight really into why I wanted to do this you know I thought episode one a nice opportunity for me to just intro who I am and and you know really what I want to put out as as a podcaster um and essentially I I, I just want to share with you guys as much usable information as I possibly can that's going to help you make progress in your your physical life your health and fitness goals your mental health your emotional health all of these things that I want to just provide as much in information, support and guidance as I possibly can in a nice, clear and concise way that you guys can take away, implement and maximise the amount of progress that you're making. If anyone wants to find me on, on other social media platforms, you can find me at Ben Howard Fitness on pretty much everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter only has one S on the end because the character limit shafted me, but otherwise Ben Howard Fitness, all one word, um, Instagram, Facebook is, is where you'll get me. I also have a, an amazing private Facebook group full of some absolutely awesome legends. If anyone wants to, to get involved in that, send me a message and you know I'll be happy to send you the invite. But what I want to start with, so I'm going to start with a little mini series, I think, on, on busting some fitness myths. And what better place to start than that good old myth that you can choose where it is that you want to lose body fat from. And this is quite a common myth. It's one that I think I probably fell into the trap of early on in my fitness career, thinking that endless sit-ups, endless crunches, that was what was going to lead to me getting a six-pack. Unfortunately, it doesn't work because your where your body chooses to store and therefore where it also chooses to lose body fat from is, is largely gen genetic. It's largely down to, you know, where your body is predisposed to have those particular stores. And for most people, those common areas are going to be around the stomach, around the thighs, around the hips, around the bum. Those are quite common areas to store excess body fat. And as I say, targeting those areas with specific movements isn't going to result in those areas becoming leaner. To an extent, it will have an impact, which I'll come on to in, in a little while. But as a general rule, the way in which you're going to achieve what people will refer to as tone and, and what people really mean by tone is definition, like visibility of those muscles beneath the skin. The way that you're going to achieve that is by getting leaner overall. And what that will mean is that at some point in time, even those, those more stubborn areas are also going to lean out. 
So the more lean you get overall, as I say, as a result of gradually doing that process, even those stubborn areas will ultimately get leaner. And that is a process to go through. So at its very simplest to achieve fat loss, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So you need to be consuming fewer calories than you expend. And there are multiple ways of doing that. So again, don't think that the only way to do that is by continually re reducing the amount of food that you eat because that isn't the only way. You need to consume adequate protein because protein is gonna protect that muscle tissue. It's also gonna help you to feel satiated, to help you feel fuller when you're in that process of actively trying to give your body less energy than it's expending. Using a macro such as protein that is gonna help you to feel fuller for longer is gonna be really, really beneficial. Um, you need to focus continually on your weight training and the principles of progressive overload. So again, don't be fooled into thinking that you need to be you know, focusing solely on cardio for the purpose of fat loss. Building muscle is the best way to burn body fat because it's more metabolically demanding for your body to hold lean muscle tissue than it is to hold body fat and you also get the continued energy demands of recovery that come post-workout, which you don't necessarily get with cardio either. So always prioritize your weight training and use cardio very much as a tool to increase or create that deficit when needed. But as I say, don't, don't sacrifice the weight training for cardio. So as I say, calorie deficit, adequate protein, continued focus on weight training, using cardio very much as a tool. And the big one, and I think the one that most people probably struggle with, is consistency. Consistency, patience, trust in that process, and as long as you're doing things the right way, as long as things continue to work, as long as you continue to get leaner, you just need to be consistent with that process. You know most people in today's society want instant gratification we want quick results and you know when we're not ripped with six packs after four weeks of training it's easy to lose hope you know we think well it, it hasn't worked so what's the point let's you know it isn't for me let's just go back to doing things the way i was you have to stick it out for a consistent period of time it's the only way that you're going to see results and it's also one of the best ways to create habits you know like what we're trying to do here is create a lifestyle you know create a lifestyle that means that you'll not only get results now but you'll be able to sustain those results for the rest of your life so one of the the biggest myths i think that that does exist is that you can very much target specific areas for the purpose of losing body fat and it, it isn't really true and and the reason i say is not really true because there have been studies where they've set groups of people to either train like just their upper body or just their lower body and that area has a appeared to be to cut, become leaner but you know to an extent you'd you'd expect that because actually what you're seeing there is muscle growth beneath the surface which is then going to spread any body fat over a greater surface area anyway so whether they've actually you know assuming they were they were following the steps i've just laid out calorie deficit adequate protein etc 
they probably are going to have reduced general body fat levels overall but also by nature of specifically training that area the muscle will have grown and then it, like the surface area is therefore greater for any any remaining body fat to stretch over so when they're you know taking like skinfold readings and stuff to to test that obviously those areas are going to appear to have got leaner so i'd always take those things with a slight pinch of salt and and the other thing i guess to say on that as well is the likelihood of us only training one area is quite slim you know like we I hope most people want to build a well-rounded physique and by doing that you're going to train you know pretty much every muscle in your body in one way or another you might focus a bit more on particular areas where you want a particular area to grow but overall you're probably not going to be really really neglecting particular muscles to the point that you know you're only training one area to see growth in that area and, and therefore that that one area becoming leaner um so I think that's one of the first sort of big myths there, hopefully busted for you guys. And what I will do over the course of these podcasts is, is obviously share with you more and more information about how you can like achieve the goals you want, like how you can get to the point where you are lean enough to see your abs, for example, if that is a goal you have. In the coming podcasts, I will share with you various like methods of doing that and, and give you lots and lots of support information and guidance to get you to where you want to be but just take on board the fact that 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 ability to target particular areas for the purpose of reducing body fat isn't really true so if you're continuing to do hours and hours of, of sit-ups in the hope that that's going to get your six-pack i would urge you to stop that now <laughs> um and, and reach out for some help, you know, ask someone who's, who's further ahead in their journey, who can help and guide you on that process to, to basically make sure that you're not wasting your time. Because, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is just spend, you know, weeks, months and even years on the wrong path, like instilling bad habits and finding that those habits just become more and more difficult to break. And you just continue to spin your wheels and make no progress. So, as I say, take all that on board and, and yeah, obviously let me know if you've got any questions and I will more than happily take care of those. Um, second myth. So the second big myth, you will lose muscle and strength in a calorie deficit, in a cut phase, in a fat loss phase. You will if that's your mindset. What I mean by that is mindset plays a huge, huge role, particularly when it comes to fat loss. Like we have to get our head in the right place to, to be prepared for what's to come. And as I've just mentioned, one of the best ways to, to burn body fat is to build muscle. If you go into that fat loss phase with the mindset that you are going to get weaker, if not immediately weaker, if you, you know, that, that your strength is going to go down, that you're going to lose loads of muscle mass, those things are likely to happen because you're setting yourself up for those things to happen. Whereas if you approach that fat loss phase with the same mentality of progression, you might need to obviously like check in with yourself every now and again to make sure that progression's coming in the right way. And that's again, something I can come on to in a later episode, the, the quality of execution over just throwing weight around. But 
continuing to progress with, with your lifts, even as you're losing body fat, that mindset is what you should be going into that phase with. You know, don't, like I say, don't go into that phase expecting to get weaker because in all likelihood, you will be weaker if that is your mindset. The other thing to sort of have a think about there as well is if you genuinely are like super weak, very, very soon into that fat loss phase, you may well have cut things too soon. You may well have made too big a deficit too soon in the process. You might have cut your food too much. You might have your output too high. And, and that is just leading to, you know, you feeling fatigued and tired and all of that stress that's building up in your system is resulting in negative impact on, on your weight training. So there are sometimes indicators that you might have done things wrong or, or made that mistake Again, not necessarily wrong to make mistakes. You know, we all need to make mistakes to learn from, but, you know, be prepared to sometimes a bit of trial and error, you know, particularly if you're new to this and particularly if you haven't reached out for, for help from someone, if you're trying to go this alone, there might be a little bit of trial and error. You might need to just find that happy balance for you where you are making progress into your fat loss, but, but you're also not feeling you know, completely drained and exhausted to the point that you're, you know, negatively impacting your lifting progress. So myth number two, that you will lose muscle mass and strength in a fat loss phase. It's only only gonna happen if, if your mindset is in that place. Potentially in the very, very depths of a fat loss phase, then, you know, you'd probably also be wanting to manage volume and stuff anyway, not necessarily trying to push things that hard, but if you're really, really digging deep, you know, really, really wanting to pull every last pound of body fat off your body, then yeah, you, you might find that in those depths of things where things are super, super tough, strength might well decrease, but you know, that's taking things to a relative extreme that for most people, you know, most sort of general lifestyle clients, general lifestyle population, you probably won't be pushing to that extent. So that shouldn't really become a factor. Um, third myth, the way to, to create and sustain that fat loss phase is to cut your calories every single week. Again, for some people that might work, but there's not, there's not a, a reason to do that. Like if you make a change to, to your diet or to your cardio, to your steps, however it is that you're creating or increasing that deficit, you don't necessarily need to change that until it stops being effective. You know, the, the sooner that you keep cutting things, the sooner you're gonna find yourself baselined at a point that you have nowhere else to go. You are much better off baselining high, giving yourself like making fairly small incremental changes and being able to carry that out for as long as you can. As I say, if you start cutting, and, and this is where a lot of things will, will confuse people, particularly with like online calculators, things like MyFitnessPal, et cetera. The minute that you tell MyFitnessPal that you wanna lose, like, you know, how I think it gives you an option to choose the number of pounds that you wanna lose per week. Well, most people are probably gonna choose the highest option. And that means that MyFitnessPal is gonna, a, probably incorrectly calculate your, your maintenance level, but from that incorrectly calculated maintenance level, it's gonna cut a huge amount of calories off that 
because that's how it's going to calculate do this you know this calculation of saying well if you want to lose four pounds a week then you need to create this deficit of x and so from a maintenance of what might be 1500 calories straight away we're going to have you eating a thousand calories a day well your body will quite quickly adapt to eating a thousand calories a day and then you're pretty stuck because a thousand calories a day a isn't a great deal of food and where do you go well once your body adjusts once your body adapts do you you know you've either got to hugely increase your expenditure over time and just stay bottomed out at a thousand calories a day or you know push to the point where you're eating less than a thousand calories a day and then again for most people they simply don't need to go to that level so have a you know again really have a think about like how you set things up in the first place really have a think about you know again allowing that time allowing your body to adjust and thinking about progress over a longer period of time so not necessarily thinking of progress as just being week to week because week to week movements can fluctuate for so many different reasons look at your progress over a longer period of time look at it over two three four six weeks look at that average trend and then consider whether things aren't working you know if, if your progress appears to stall for one week potentially run the same principles for another week see how things you know work then because you might find that actually you just happen to, to take your measurements at a time where your your body was holding a bit more water for example but then that changes the week after and actually you, you know you, you, the scale weight's gone down you take pictures and you look leaner and you haven't actually had to make any changes so always worth keeping that in mind that you don't have to make changes every single week you know make a change run with it see how your body adjusts retake those measurements assess monitor and only make those changes as and when you need to and that's going to be a huge factor in in you know like i say keeping that phase going for a decent period of time not bottoming out too soon um and also making it more enjoyable because you're going to be eating a decent amount of food from the get-go and, and you're not going to find yourself you know scrapping around for bits of dust to eat so yeah like i say don't make changes too soon and also don't make those changes too big when you do make them um one that i touched on a little bit earlier on so the only way to create a calorie deficit is to reduce food this is not true because we have plenty of other tools available and I, like i said i've mentioned a few increase in activity level like in, it's a balance so calories in calories out sit on a seesaw depending on what way you tip the balance depends on on what happens so You've always got those two variables so yeah food food in is an option you do have that option to play with you have that there to, to make changes too you also have the expenditure side of the equation and that can come in the form of structured cardio like general daily activity step counts if, if you know step counts is something you want to track potential to increase training volume depending you know on where you've, you've you've like originally set your training volume at there's lots of different tools that you have available to increase the other side of that balance the, without even making changes to your food. So anyone who tells you that the only way to create a calorie deficit is to reduce your food in doesn't really know what they're talking about because there are plenty of other ways to do it. So don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into the trap of like just continually reducing your food 
think about all of those other variables that you've got to play with as well. And then the final one I'm going to touch on in this episode is one that, again, I, you know, I've probably fallen into this this trap before, um, and, and it's something that I think has cost me a lot of money in the past as well. Um, that you need a particular supplement. Supplements, by their very nature, by their very name, supplementary to your diet. Your your main diet, your main whole food diet, that should be your staple. Whether you then feel that there's a need to supplement with something else because either there's a deficiency somewhere, potentially for convenience. You know, if we think about protein shakes are a very, a very often a very cheap and convenient way of increasing our protein intake. Um, but supplements are supplementary to your diet. So anyone again who says you need this supplement and you know as i say back in the early days of my training career you know i'd look on you know i'd look in like muscle and fitness magazine men's health magazine and you'd see some absolutely enormous dude who's just you know muscles bulging and and he's promoting whatever it might be you know this this natural testosterone booster for example utter bullshit but because this huge guy is promoting it and the marketing is very clever and I was very naive as I'm sure you know some of you will be at, at this stage of your, your lifting careers, you look at that and think, well, if that guy's taking it and I wanna look like him, well, I must need it. So you go out, you buy it, you combine it with all these other supplements and not a great deal happens because you haven't fixed the the fundamental, you haven't fixed like the diet, you haven't fixed your training, you haven't fixed your cardio, your output, your your general lifestyle, your stress, your sleep, you know, all of these things that don't require supplementation, you haven't even considered because you've got drawn into that marketing. And you know, it's, it's cleverly done. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it's, it shouldn't happen. Like that's, that's why these people are in these marketing positions to do exactly that, you know, they're there to sell and promote products to, to generate money for these companies. So, you know, at certain times, there are certain supplements that, that can be beneficial. And, and again, you know, in a future episode, I'm, I'll discuss some of those, but on the whole, just be aware that supplements are there to supplement, you know, that they're, they're only really there to, to be used once the fundamentals, once the foundations of everything else are where they need to be, then you can look to sort of plug gaps or, or you know, find ways of using supplementation that make your life easier or that fill those deficiencies or that plug those gaps. So, there we have it, episode one. Thank you very, very much indeed for tuning in. I hope you found this useful and I plan to be back with these on, on a very regular basis. Um, my intention is to get them out weekly. If anyone's got any particular topics that they would like discussing, please, please do drop me an email. As I said, drop me an email or, or get in touch via any of my socials. So to email me, ben at benhowardfitness.com. Most of my socials at benhowardfitness all one word, no dots or hyphens or anything. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, like please share it, please tag me, please give me a, a, an amazing review and a five-star rating and, and I would be super, super grateful. But otherwise, I look forward to catching up with all of you guys very, very soon. This has been episode one of 
the Benny Fit Podcast. Cheers, guys.